0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and swrc.com. Today, Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis is here to reveal China's plan to eliminate America and impose a communist world order. Before we get to Pastor Larry and today's guest, Bob McGinnis, I wanted to let you know that our new 16-month calendar is here, and we've been sending them out all over the country. Based on the book and television series, Jewish Roots of Christianity, this calendar will encourage and inspire. Beautiful pictures and daily scripture make this calendar a perfect gift for family and friends. Order today, 1-800-652-1144. China is out to eliminate America and the Western world and impose their communist culture on the entire planet. How do we know? Their history economic power, and coming military superiority backed by their rigid focus on instituting a one-world government under the Chinese Communist Party, a plan which is coming together now and is exposed to the world. Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis is here to share the details of China's plan and what the U.S. and its Western partners must do to sideline Beijing's radical New World Order ambition.
1: I am reading a fascinating book by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. I think it's a book that every American needs to read. The title of the book, Kings of the East, China's Plan to Eliminate America and Impose a Communist World Order. You know, friends, from that title, you can see the extreme and pressing relevance of this subject. Several years ago, my wife, who is Chinese and was raised in Hong Kong, was shopping here in the U.S., and she noticed that just about every item was, quote, made in China. And she asked the clerk, can I buy anything that's made in America? Well, you know the answer to that question. We're going to be talking about the book Kings of the East. The author, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, is on the phone. He's been with us several times before. Hello, Bob, and thank you so much for your availability.
2: Well, it's my pleasure. I look forward to speaking with you today.
1: Tell us about China and COVID. Was the virus created in a biolab in Wuhan, China? What have we found about that?
2: Well, that's certainly my take on it. The Chinese communists have been experimenting with all sorts of nasty things over the years. Just this past year, the Pentagon, in its annual report on China, for the first time ever said that they were likely involved in dual-use biological agents. And so, you know, after looking at the evidence, I've come to the conclusion whether it was purposely produced to in really infect the world, to create the pandemic at this point, I'm not as convinced. But, you know, yeah, I do believe it came out of Wuhan. I do believe it was part of a broader program mm-hmm. in the Kings of the East. I address the issue in more an expansive way and yeah. that the Chinese would like to go after people based upon their genetic backgrounds. And so they would save the Chinese from a pandemic, but infect the rest of the world Mm. as best they could. So, you know, this is all in the realm of possible. I've been writing about China for several decades now, and so I'm not at all surprised.
1: So actually they could engineer a virus to affect everybody else, but not to touch the Chinese people is what you're saying.
2: What the scholars have indicated, there is interest in the Chinese Communist Party to do precisely mm-hmm. that. You know, if you understand the Marxist-Leninist ideology of of Chairman Xi Jinping, then you begin to see how he might orchestrate taking over the world. And I know that's a grandiose idea, but you know that comes from his own words. Wow. He has every intention wow. of not only dominating the Chinese people where they are in the world, but also to take over the world and create a scenario, a new world order that's to his liking.
1: Wow, that's really something. Well, in early 2020, the death of Dr. Li Wenliang angered many people in China. He had been punished by the authorities for trying to warn others about the virus, but then... He was sickened by the virus and died. Now, the government in China, I understand, has a zero COVID policy. They literally closed down cities like Shanghai and Chengdu. But people had no food. They're upset. They're unhappy. So what's the feeling in China about President Xi? In fact, he seems like he's disappeared lately and nothing much is being said about him.
2: Well, President Xi is a tyrant. He's to the left of Mao Zedong. He is a true ideologue. You have to really dig deep into understanding Marxist-Leninism. He might be as worse than Mao, certainly questionably as bad as Stalin, but he's not a Mikhail Gorbachev. And keep in mind, the Soviet Union fell because it lost its luster for ideology. But Xi came into power in 2013 And he was recruited from low ranks within the 95 million Communist Party to really become what I call the puppet leader of a regime of elites that are true ideologues. And they've been cleaning house ever since. And the things that he is doing now, the ideological fight that he is fighting, not only against people of faith, against the likes of Uyghurs and Christians, but also anyone anywhere in the world that would really denigrate or criticize China is under the gun. You know, he has thrown out all the past pretense that, you know, Chairman Dong had, and he's no longer hesitant. He's employing what we call the wolf warrior diplomacy, which is, you know, you go through the throat, the juggler every time. And we really have seen a new China over the last few years.
1: I, like so many Americans, am very concerned about our military. I don't believe that any of the branches of the military are meeting their enlistment quotas. The men and women who love America are not joining the military because it is being run along woke lines. Now, China, on the other hand, is building an army and navy and air force. And what about us? I think we're accommodating woke ideologues. So, Bob, talk to us about China's plan to produce the largest all-domain armed force in the world.
2: Well, right now they have the largest numbers. And, of course, in every area, technologically, they are rapidly catching up with the U.S. Arguably, they lead us in hypersonics. They're working on artificial intelligence, all sorts of drones, both above ground and under the sea. Their navy is the largest in the world and growing. And now that they have a third aircraft carrier, Their fifth-generation aircraft are something that is very similar to what we have because they steal our technology. The armed forces of the Chinese is now an instrument of foreign policy, and President Xi has made that very clear. As they go across the globe, now in 140 nations, using Belt and Road Initiative, wherever they put infrastructure at the expense of that local government, they also build a capability to be able to forward deploy you know, the armed forces of the Chinese. Now, they don't say that openly to the world. What we are watching and we are seeing all over the world through the five geographical combatant commands that the United States have, all the reports indicate that where the Chinese are working and taking, leveraging control over countries and infrastructure, they are placing their footprint and their ability to forward move. And so Hmm. the Chinese are building a fleet of ocean-going vehicles that can move large military units, aircraft. They're establishing more bases overseas. They're building more allies. They're training more foreigners. They're doing all the things great nations have done in the past, certainly with the United States. And now I would argue that this is just the precursor to development of a world that is going to be and their aspirations dominated by a Chinese mindset.
1: Right, right. Well, you've got the Spratly Islands, the Parastel Islands, I think they're in the South China Sea. They're claimed by other countries, but China is actually building runways and I think making missile installations. It seems like they can do anything they want with impunity. Nothing really happens.
2: Well, that's true. The South China Sea is something that was an initiative by Chairman Qi and, of course, in those islands which are contested by Vietnam, Philippines, Indonesia, and the like. But it's not just the South China Sea, which they claim as a sovereign territory for the People's Republic of China. It's also the likes of the Solomon Islands. It's the Marshall Islands. There are three island chains out from China. The third island chain includes the American Aleutians and Hawaii. Their intention you know, given the opportunity, is to continue to push out until they dominate that whole region. And then, of course, the globe. All you have to do is read Chairman Xi's statements, his speeches, listen to those that he gives at Tiananmen Square. We're going to hear what the 20th CCP Congress declares, and I think it will basically crown President Xi as the chairman and the president for life making him as powerful as Mao Zedong, therefore he will have the military, economic, ideological means to realize the vision of reunification that he has right. argued for years is what his aim is.
1: We are visiting with Lieutenant Colonel Robert L. McGinnis. He's written eight excellent books. This is his latest, Kings of the East, China's Plan to Eliminate America and Impose a Communist World Order. We have it available. We'd love to send you a copy. It's a fantastic book. It goes into China's role in end time prophecy about what's happening in China, what's going on here in America with regard to China. And of course, we know that President Trump was very much aware of what's happening in China, and I don't think we are aware of that today. But this book, Kings of the East, is something that you must have. Now, Bob, you give a summary of prophetic scripture and China, page two hundred ninety-eight and following. I want to read a statement you make. Quote, an act of God will dry up the Euphrates River bottom that helps the Chinese army, likely mostly a demonic force, quicken its pace to join the final battle at Armageddon, which ushers in the Lord's return. Revelation nine sixteen calls this an army of two hundred million mounted troops. Now, Bob and You know, when you mention about demonic forces, I know in some of the earlier revivals in China, such as the Shandong revival of the 1930s, there were many reports of demonic activity. So do you think this army will be perhaps actual troops energized by demons and demonic forces?
2: Well, from what I can tell from scripture, Larry, is that it could be a host of demons. It could be human beings. It could be cyborgs. It could Hmm. be robots. It could be a host of things. I make the case, and I try to develop, you know, Revelation 9 saying, look, even if it was 200 million human beings, that's not totally out of the question. Primarily, as I indicate, that Mao Zedong once had at least 100 million people, if not more, that were part of his militia. So it is within the realm of possible. I I don't understand exactly what this invading force will be made up of, but I know they work on cyborgs. I know, you know, that military over there is really advancing, trying to empower their individual soldiers for fighting in the future. And of course, they're very good at robots. And so when you kind of piece all that together, you get a pretty clear picture that, yes, China appears to be in the end-time scripture. And I think Revelation 9 kind of points in that direction.
1: Right. I've been rereading that passage and thinking about it, and you've got some tremendous comments. But I think what's really amazing is that there is an annual growth rate of Christians in China. It's a rate that is phenomenal. You say that in 1980, there were 10 million Christians in the People's Republic of China. In 2007, 60 million. By 2020, there were nearly 150 million Christians in China, despite the severe persecution. You mentioned Rodney Stark and Xinhua Wang whom you cite in your book. They believe that technological modernity is compatible with educated Chinese people, and there are many of them. In fact, you go on to point a lot of things, and there are several mostly Chinese churches in the Oklahoma City area, including the one I pastor, and we have some highly educated people. They love the scripture. It's just amazing to see the darkness, to see the system of surveillance that goes on, the social credit system in China, and yet to see that the gospel is growing. Absolutely amazing.
2: Well, it is, and we should praise the Lord for that. And in spite of the persecution, and Larry, the persecution is ramping up. As President Xi garners all the control that he needs after the 20th Congress, we heard, and we got a pretty good indication last December when he basically hosted this religion conference that said that you can have your faith as long as it's made with chinese peculiarities you know in other words the communist party of china wants to control what your faith group is doing and if we can't then we're going to decimate it keep in mind that's all about his ideology his ideology is that of a marxist he's promoting nationalism he's promoting not only the government in beijing but also himself as an icon. And so they want to take away any allegiance that is other than toward Qi and toward the Communist Party, and they want to decimate it. We saw this, of course, in the Soviet Union, and we saw it elsewhere in the East Bloc countries during the Cold War. But Qi is a true ideologue. Right. He believes this deeply, and he will do everything he can to realize it.
1: In a 2001 book titled, The Coming Collapse of China, Gordon Shang predicted that China would fall in five years. Now, of course, China did not collapse in five years, nor in 10 or 15. Isn't China having some major internal problems at the present time, or is everything just hunky-dory there?
2: No, it's not hunky-dory, but Xi will try to bury it as much as he can. But Keep in mind, in spite of the surveillance technologies that he uses to control the people— their Achilles heel is really their economy. Right now, he's trying to recruit the private sector to come to the aid of the public sector. He wants to control it, much like what a good Marxist would do. Mm -hmm. He has an aging population that he's not really prepared to take care of. Mm -hmm. And of course, he has, as a result, a shrinking workforce. And, you know, we've seen over the last few years, in spite of what China has produced, we see a low productivity growth, and also a high debt rate around the country. Mm-hmm. These are all issues of significant consequences. And, you know, he's going to have to make a, some budget decisions in the coming years if the growth rate doesn't sustain at least at 6%, and right now it looks as if it's 2 to 3%, then he's going to have to cut the budget for his military and mm-hmm. for ex, exploitations wow. abroad. So th- these are all worrisome issues, and yet, you know, he is likely to become the chairman for
1: life. I get to talk to a lot of Chinese Christians, of course, and then others who are not Christian. China, of course, has a long history of Western imperialism. The uh, two opium wars, the cheap labor, industrialized foreign powers continuing to slice up China's coast, precipitating the Boxer Rebellion. The Boxers, uh, of course, wanted to purge their homeland of foreigners. And I found that while many Chinese frown at Mao, but deep down they admire Mao because he stood up to the wicked west and put China on the bat. Now that's not true of Chinese Christians that I know, but like I say, I meet a lot of Chinese people who are not Christian, they're here as businessmen, they might be visiting our church, they wanna kind of click with people, maybe they're spying on me, maybe they're listening right now. In fact, we have a lot of hits on our website from China. So I think it's very interesting, there's that deep down hostility against the West, and I must say the West was pretty brutal and unkind and overwhelming, overweening. So that kind of troubles me because I think there are a lot of Chinese people in America, restaurant owners, who say, well, at least Mao put us on the map. The West is now afraid of China. That's a good thing for them.
2: I can certainly understand that. The 100 years of national humiliation is a constant topic that President Xi brings up. And yes, the two opium wars I have, as you know, up front a history of you know the 15 dynasties, and especially I focus on the Qing dynasty. And you mentioned what happened toward the end of the Qing dynasty when force of Westerners went into Beijing and tried to kind of bring that country to heel. One of those units has a mascot, and it's called Manchu, which of course was named after the Manchus, that came out of Manchuria that dominated the Qing dynasty, the last of the dynasties. And it was also an expansive group of people. And yet, the Manchus resonate with President Xi today. And when he reflects on history, it's interesting that President Xi says, You need to understand our history. He says that time and again in his major speeches. And it's really rallying up the nationalism of his people. And so, he always goes back to, how were the Manchus, how was the Qing Dynasty? They were very prosperous, they were expansive, they were really at their best until, you know, eventually they fell. And of course, when they fell, they fell to the People's Republic of China, and eventually the CCP, which went into a civil war, which wasn't resolved until 1949, and the Republic went to Taiwan, and of course the CCP took over there in Beijing, where they've been ever since. So. History is very important, and that's something, interestingly, that President Xi has emphasized, and I think that resonates with the nationalism agenda that he promotes, and so I can understand that.
1: Right. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for the interview, for all the good material that you write. You are a tremendous researcher. I think you do a tremendous service to the American public. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Kings of the East very effectively exposes China's plot for world domination.
0: We have much more from Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis on China and their plan for world domination on our next program. Kings of the East, China's plan to eliminate America and impose a communist world order. It's the brand new book by Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis. This book outlines the thinking of the Communist Chinese Party and its tools intended to control that country and eventually the world. This book presents China's plans and progress at fielding the world's largest all-domain armed forces. This book also elaborates on China's geopolitical aims to manipulate major world organizations and sovereign countries. This book will explain how China is rapidly seizing the lead on most future technology. And finally, Kings of the East will recommend what the U.S. and its Western partners must do to sideline Beijing's radical New World Order ambition. Order Kings of the East by Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order this outstanding book online, swrc.com. Did you know that Satan is after you? Greg Patton gives the details in today's Living in Today's World.
3: Let me share something to your own detriment, you avoid the enemy in many ways, like he doesn't exist. Satan and his demons exist. One of the real shockers for me is when I was working initially, and boy, this has been years and years ago, against Satan and his demons, many pastors would say, now don't mention Satan or the demons, if you will, please, in your message. We stopped going to those churches, by the way, What are you talking about? God talks about them all the time. They're real. They're there. They're after you. You need to know what's going on. Demons and you. Discussing about every aspect of your life and how Satan can attack. Don't need to go overboard on it, but you need to know about Satan and his demons and that they're very real in the world and they're attacking you and everything that you care about in the world today. Charles Stanley said, oh, decades ago, that there was an article that appeared. In, in touch magazine, that's his magazine, and it mentioned that we need to respect the power of the enemy. And we received all kinds of letters from those confused about that word respect in reference to Satan and his demons. It was used when it comes to his abilities. As believers, God warns us to be on guard against the enemy's tactics. Satan is shrewd. He's going to stop at nothing in order to defeat the body of Christ. He wants to destroy you. It is a war. You are a member of the Lord's army, and there's Satan's army, and they clash 24-7. Read 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, 2 Corinthians 2, 8, 11. As Stanley pointed out, respect in Satan's case involves being aware of Satan's intent and the goal that he has to keep you from fulfilling the will of God as you walk and talk on this old earth. It's not the same respect you would give to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our respect for Almighty God and His Son, Holy Spirit, is one that is awesome in wonder and awesome in love. You must never dismiss the presence of evil in our world as being something harmless or trivial or ineffectual or something you don't talk about or study about or pray about or work on. Nor should we go to the other extreme and give the enemy too much credibility. That's a problem. We cannot seem to keep a very good balance in our Christian walk, no matter what it is. We go overboard for the most part. You know, as long as we live in the physical realm, and you do wherever you're listening to this program today, we will be subject to spiritual evil. And the solution is not to cower in fear or ignore what the Apostle Paul calls spiritual warfare. Our victory lies in the ability to keep our focus and our hearts, our minds on Jesus Christ. The way to handle Satan's attacks is to claim God's strength as your strength. The application of the armor of God, and you'll read it there in Ephesians 6, you should read it frequently, is essential to your daily protection. Through it, You're given wisdom and discernment so that you can spot the enemy's assaults against you. And believe me, he is going to assault you. One of the chief goals of Satan is to entice you into taking bypasses around the will of God in your life. Few have done a better job than Neil Anderson's seven steps to freedom in all of this. And there are hundreds of books on Satan and demons and combating the enemy don't get too crazy in all of that, my friend. Just remember, by releasing your anxieties and stresses and thoughts of the future to Almighty God, then He is capable of providing for your deepest needs. Things will begin to open up. You want Him to help you in every area of your life. You know, it's our letting go of worries and material things and relationships that we find really fresh hope and peace in the person of Jesus Christ. We desperately need that today. And there was another thing that I was thinking about last night. How often do we find ourselves dropping off into bed at night and not telling God that you love Him? You ought to tell God daily that you love Him. God is not controlled by emotions, but He does have them. Think of Jesus Christ. Was He not crying at Lazarus' tomb, compassionately looking into the face of Mary as she anointed His feet with oil? or rearranging his normal daily plans to meet with the woman at the well. God's love, his deep sense of caring motivated him to reach out to others always. That should be our modus operandi as well. The way we reach out to him is through prayer, and this is your umbilical cord to Almighty God, and it becomes damaged through sin and complacency. Your fellowship with God is really the first thing that suffers, and Satan's intent here is to draw you away from spending time with Christ in prayer. He will do anything to discourage, distract, and cause you to doubt God's goodwill for your life. How do you combat this type of covert activity, especially if you're a busy mom, with kids at home? For one, be creative in your prayer time. God knows your daily schedule, Maybe you'd better do a little better job at time management. I know God's been speaking to me about that one. Ask God to help you organize your day so you can spend time with Him at some point. Rising earlier, maybe. Praying when children are napping or after they go to bed. Simple options, my friend. The heart is the key. God sees your intentions, good or bad. If you're sincere in your desire to be with Him in prayer, He's going to open the door to intimacy between you and his son. He's going to keep that enemy at bay. That's really good news today.
0: Make sure you order a copy of Kings of the East by Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis. This book will let you know what China's plans are for the world and what the US and its Western partners must do to sideline Beijing's radical New World Order ambition. Call 1-800-652-1144 and order Kings of the East today, 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis will have more insight and vital information on the global threat from China on tomorrow's Watchmen on the Wall program. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit SWRC.com.